Welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline, and I don't know if you've ever felt like you are just surviving your life. I know I have, and that's why I created this space. I want to help you move from surviving to thriving. My goal is to help you get unstuck and actually enjoy your life. Each week, I'll be sharing practical tips and always point you to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to Ready to Thrive. I am sitting here with Ginger Stash. She is the Chief Creative Officer of Joyce Meyer Ministries. She's worked in television for over 35 years and she also hosts Joyce Meyer's Talk It Out podcast. And she has just released her first book, Chasing Wonder, Small Steps Toward a Life of Big Adventure. And having read her book, I can tell you Ginger has lived a life of big adventure. And so I'm so excited to dive into that today and even just figure out how we can be chasing wonder in our own lives. So Ginger, welcome to Ready to Thrive. Thank you. I'm really happy to be with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I always look forward to sharing about the big things that God has for all of our friends who are listening. That's what I'm really excited about. So I love sharing this because I love seeing what happens in everyone's life. Well, I feel like after the year and a bit we've had, um, in some ways kind of a wonder crusher, uh, I'm excited to begin to kind of plant that seed again. And um, But before we begin, we ha- there's, there's kind of this um, elephant in the room. And it's that you don't like coffee. Can you... <laughs> Unpack that for me a little bit. Where has this non-love of coffee come from? Because I'm sitting here with Ginger on my like third cup of the day and I'm like, Ginger, tell me about that. You know, I get that question because it is like there's inherently something missing. Like maybe there's some sort of gene that I don't have that I should have. And I wish I loved coffee. I really do because I love hot chocolate. So coffee would be so much better for me to love that instead. But now I'm to the place that when I smell coffee, that I want chocolate, which is not a good thing because I, you know, I, when I smell the coffee in the coffee shops, I get hot chocolate. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely not one of my strong suits. Uh, I need to work on it. (laughs) Well, I, what I read it and I thought, Oh, can Ginger and I be friends? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But then you said, but I'm happy to bring you one. I was like, yes, yes, we can be friends because any friend that is going to bring me coffee is like friend for life. So as long um, as I'm willing to provide the coffee, we're, we're good. We're besties. hundred <laughs> percent. I actually think in some ways with all of your travels across the world, that has been one of my greatest concerns. I know it sounds dumb, but as I've traveled in other places, one of my thoughts has been, am I going to get a good cup of coffee? And so for you to go to all of these countries, that's not a worry. So I think actually that's probably really a gift from God. He knew you are not dependent on finding that (laughs) coffee shop. You can just go into these various places in the world. So you have to remember though, the people that I travel with have a very different perspective. And so one of the things that we found is you get, according to them, some of the best coffee in these other nations, you know, some beautiful places where they have been thrilled with the coffee. So one of the things I do is I'm always buying coffee and bringing it home to friends oh, who cool. um, love coffee from certain places around the world. That's awesome. Um, the other thing I want to talk about before we dive in is your name. And I know you probably get this a ton as well. And um, your name is Ginger Stash. And so what happens when people are well, lo- so, yeah. looking for you? So my my name is pronounced Stocky. Oh, okay. So that helps That's, a little okay. bit, but it definitely looks like Stash. And the interesting thing is, um, of course, I, I married into this name. And yeah. um, my father-in-law, when he was young, actually changed the pronunciation 
of stocky because yeah. it was just it was it's very german and it's very hard for yeah. english speakers to say because we yeah. have to spit a lot to say it correctly so <laughs> he changed the pronunciation and um but what i have found like you're saying is my handles for social media my website i had to throw my middle initial in there so it's ginger l stocky which is s-t-a-c-h-e because if you don't do that and you just look for ginger stash you get all sorts of things of men with red mustaches so they are all over that site so i had to throw that middle initial l in there so i didn't just seem like another man with a red mustache well I hadn't even thought of it. And I was looking at your name up on my podcast app. And then there was a podcast specifically for, I mean, people oh, yeah. are really into these niches, niches. And they, <laughs> it was like, okay, there's a whole podcast just for these men with red mustaches. Who knew? And they've never even invited me to join them. You know, that's going to change this year. I think they're going <laughs> to, they're going to look for wonder in another area. Well, Ginger, I'd love to know a little bit more about you and even how how did you get into television and then how did you um, become the chief creative officer with Joyce Meyer Ministries? I've always loved television and um, always, even when other people were saying, don't go into television, there's no hope there, there's no future. <laughs> so they were always trying to get me, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer, whatever. But I, I have always loved television. So I studied broadcast journalism and started originally in news. And then um, I started working with a talk show and loved telling people stories. That's really my passion. There's so much power in stories and what we've all learned along the way. And so um, I hosted a talk show at a local television station for about 18 years for quite a while we were there. And uh, through that process started doing a lot of documentary work. So that's where some of the travel bugs started. And um, of course I, always love travel with my family and everything too. But that documentary passion of being able to tell powerful stories that change lives was just really uh, a fire for me. And then one day out of the blue, I got a call from Joyce Meyer Ministries and um, they were looking for someone to head up their television area. And at the time, it, I, I just said, thank you so much. You know, I'm honored, but uh, our family's very settled. We're not looking to go anywhere. And they kept asking. And so eventually we started praying about it and decided that that really is something that we felt God had for us. So we picked up our whole family, uh, two daughters, my husband husband and I, and we moved to St. Louis and it's been nearly 18 years now. So having the, the honor and the privilege of being able to be a part of all of the media areas of Joyce Meyer Ministries and traveling the world and sharing these incredible stories of the things that people survive and what God does for them and what we learn and what we are able to do through our outreach arm of Joyce Meyer Ministries, uh, Project Girl and Hand of Hope. And it, it's just one of my favorite things ever. Well, I love that. I um, When I had started this show, I wasn't planning on doing an interview show. I was going to do solo episodes. And then I discovered that as I had conversations with other women, I got to share their stories. And I loved it. And I realized, you know, there's only so much I can share but when I bring someone else on, especially as you said, like these stories of hope, redemption, places that people have come through these hard seasons, I realized I need those stories in my life and I love sharing them with other people. Um, so I can totally relate to that um, yeah. passion for sharing stories. Uh, you share a lot of them in your book, Chasing Wonder. And I think, um, like I said before, I think we're in a season that we need wonder, right? It's You're been, so right. it's been a hard season. And I, I look at my kids, my youngest is four and wonder comes so easily to her, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can hand her a tiny candy and she's like, wow, like I'm so excited. <laughs> or, or if she picks a flower or a weed or something and they're, they're just blown away. And we, we lose that along the way. We do. And so tell me like, Tell me how people can even begin 
to Chase Wonder right now where we're at? Because for a lot of us, we we can't go travel and we can't go on these exotic adventures. So how can we begin to chase wonder with God? I believe, first of all, that that, that childlike wonder is one of the most amazing things. And, and we, even as adults, can rekindle that. There are so many things that happen in our lives that kind of um, build up a film over us and we get a little bit jaded and we don't notice the things anymore that we used to love. And so there is so much that we can all do to rekindle that childlike wonder and faith in our life again. So that's one of the things that I have made a decision and I'd love to encourage everybody else to have this um adventure mentality where you make a a decision that you will get up every day thinking that today holds potential that you never considered before there could be something beautiful to see someone new to meet a lesson to be learned some way to grow closer to god so i i completely believe that travel is one of the things that is a catalyst for God's wonder in our life. But I'll tell you, you don't have to go anywhere. You do not have to travel. There are so many great ways to connect with all that God has for us. For me, it's also in nature and being outside and just soaking up the beauty that he has around us. It's in spending time with my grandkids now and seeing what you're talking about in your four-year-old, that childlike wonder again. And it's even in some of the adventures that we don't always consider the best. Sometimes it's in the wonder of compassion and sharing a moment with somebody else where they really need prayer or someone to lean on or someone to cry with. Those are amazing moments with God that are hard, but that really matter. So when I talk about adventure and chasing after God's wonder, I'm not talking about empty things that are just great stories to tell. I'm talking about the moments that shape who we are and the things that God really wants to reveal to us every single day, no matter who or where we are. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I was thinking about how recently I've started hiking with some friends and I, I haven't been somebody who's grown up hiking. And so I felt kind of like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that can happen for us a little bit as we are seeking new things or wonder we can feel mm -hmm. like this, we can label ourselves and say this, I'm not a hiker. This isn't who I am. But thankfully I have these friends who have taken me along and they've, they've planned everything. And as we were on our last hike, I was looking up at the trees. We've explored various areas of where I live. And uh, I said to a girlfriend, do you live with awe and wonder? And this was just this phrase that kind of came to mind because I was thinking as, as we're hiking and we're not speedy hikers, we're just kind of walking along and I keep pulling up my phone because I want to take pictures of all these incredible things that I'm seeing yeah. in the forest and rivers and, and I love what you said about being in nature and really actually taking the time to slow down that almost can begin to cultivate in us and awaken in us that sense mm -hmm. of wonder, seeing new things that, you know, as we've been in this state of not being able to travel, we've had to explore a lot of things locally, we which have. I think has been really cool to be able to see some of the opportunities right in front of us. And like you were saying, um, Sometimes it is in uh, a relationship, right? Like there is a, there right. is a wonder in God, just in the people around us that he, he's placed us in this space and in this mm -hmm. season. And sometimes we're going so fast that we don't always slow down to, I think sometimes take that invitation from him to say, you know, like you were saying, not all of the invitations to wonder are going to be look like adventures or look like even beauty sometimes it's in the hard places right and and I love what what you're doing and I completely agree with what you're saying because I firmly believe that the people that we meet are our greatest adventures our greatest source of God's wonder so often and this is the perfect time to 
begin looking at life differently. We all have been kind of shut down. We've, we've had some things stripped away from us. And a lot of people have gone through some really hard stuff. And so now is a time that I really feel like God is asking us to look toward him again, to open up our hearts, to believe again, and to trust him for something new in our lives, to open our eyes to that wonder. And when I see something new, I'm not always even talking about, you know, go do something incredible that's that's really scary. Sometimes you need to buy a new cereal. Sometimes you need to move your furniture. Just get a spark of something new in your life that might change your view a little bit, that might um, show you something different that you're missing. The Bible says to taste and see that the Lord is good. But a lot of times we're so stuck in routine that we are always tasting the same things and we're not seeing those good things that God wants us to have. So now is the perfect time. I think we all need it. Yeah. I love that you just said that about the cereal. Cause I think it is that spark. It is that, okay, what if I did this? And I think what we often do is we have an idea and then we very quickly talk ourselves out of it. We get into kind of this habit of, all of the reasons why. And I think I really want to talk to the woman listening who feels like she's got the list of reasons. I'm too old. It's too late. Um, what if something happens? We get into that place of fear or safety um, or the unknowns. We're mm -hmm. often afraid of how am I going to look? How am I going to fail? All of those things. So really speak to that woman who just feels like that's that's so nice for you. That's just not who I am and and I may have I may have missed the boat or have so many reasons why that's not going to work for me. Yeah. We have all been there at different times in our lives. We have all had that fear that wells up inside of you and is just kind of overwhelming and it's really comforting at that point to sink into that fear and say, I don't have to try these things because I'm safe and I'm good enough where I am. So my question for everybody is, I understand that fear. I've been there, believe me. And, but I have to ask you, is good enough what you want to continue to live with? Or could there possibly something extraordinary that God wants to show you, to reveal in your life? I remember when you talk about feeling like you're too old. Um, I've certainly had those feelings as I've gotten older. And I remember a time in my life where I felt like I was too young for an opportunity and I turned it down and that, that opportunity came back later again, but I'll never know what I missed when I turned it down the first time. And I don't want any of us to live with those regrets of what if. You know, we ask the what if questions of what if I do this and I fail, or what if I do this and it, it uh, doesn't go the way I wanted it to, I'm rejected. But we have to turn that around and say, what if I don't, and I always wish I had. So I just don't want us to live with regret. And I know that God doesn't either. When you look at the definition of adventure, it talks about the fact that it requires a risk. And it also says it's when, when you see something that is wondrous or extraordinary. And I love the way those words come together because risk and fear can go hand in hand, but you have to remember that they're not the same thing. God asks us to risk throughout the Bible. He asks people to risk and to do things for him, but fear is not from him. So we know that fear is something that he understands and he helps us to deal with it, but it doesn't have to be that barrier that stops us from trusting him and risking, risking a little embarrassment, risking a little bit of messiness in our life, risking a new relationship that maybe we don't know how it's going to go when we start, but what if it is that relationship that fulfills a need in us and that other person. So I just want to encourage people to start with small steps. The scariest thing is to jump too far too fast. So we don't have to do that. We can say, okay, God, show me the small step for today and do it with me. I, you know, I'm asking you to come along. And when we do that, we start to see 
wow, he was faithful in that. And it was a good thing. And I enjoyed it. And I got some opportunities to see God's wonder that I didn't have before. And so as we, as we stretch ourselves a little bits of time at a time with small steps, the fear that we had gets less and less because we see, I can trust God. He was faithful. And when we have some of those adventures that don't go exactly the way we wanted to, we can see God shifting us and moving us to a different place. So it's all about doing it with him and not in our own power anyway, because that is when I am the most scared <laughs> is when I try it. And I know I was running ahead of God and it was not what he wanted for me anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that idea of Sometimes when things don't go the way we hoped or we're like, hey, like I think that's for me one of the hardest places is when I feel like, hey, I've stepped out on this adventure with you and I feel like I fell flat on my face. Mm -hmm. And that can be a place where then we become more risk averse or we say, sure. okay, I or if if we're just kind of in that middle and we're like, I don't actually see, I don't see the full circle moment here, God. I don't see why did I go through that place of pain? Why did that thing like, yeah. God, you, you opened this opportunity to apply for a job and it felt like it was from you and I didn't get it right. or this relationship that I started. And it, again, it felt like this is the relationship you brought my way and, and it didn't work out. And so I think, yeah. um, that can definitely be, you know, as we get older, we just experience more of loss and pain and things like that. And so I, I love that it does become a mindset and a filter where we say, you know, I, I don't know why, and mm -hmm. I may not know all of the whys, but God, I'm going to keep stepping out in adventure with you because you are good. Even when I don't see, you know, all of these um, right. things, because I think, you know, God does have this abundant life for us. He does uh, want to invite us into these places. Um, of adventure and and one of the one of the saddest things for me often is the woman who says like you said this is I think this is good enough um yeah. and not that like I think it's Christine Kane who has a quote that says you know everyone there's a kind of one out of one chance you're gonna die right like this is uh everybody is there 100 percent but are you gonna live like are you really going to live and I think God has these tailor-made adventures for us not mm -hmm. we're not doing all the things that ginger is doing not doing all the things that jacqueline's doing but uh, what is he inviting you to and even reflecting i think as ginger and i are talking reflecting on where have i um said no out of fear out of the risk of the unknown out of because it hasn't worked out before Right. Mm -hmm. Like I think I think that's one of the challenges is is going forward in something that feels very familiar um, where we've experienced a loss or a hard thing. I don't know if you have right. any experiences like that where you've stepped out in something again and been like, I don't know, because this this didn't go so well last time. Yeah. I've had many of those experiences, like you said, where I felt so sure that it was God and um, it didn't go the way I thought it would it failed. It, it wasn't what I had envisioned. And there have been some of those times also that I've gotten pretty upset with God about it along the way. And so, you know, of course, as Christians, we're not even supposed to say that we're not supposed to go there. God is God and we trust him, but I'm just being real. I've had some of those situations where um, I've been in terrible places in the world also where I've seen just the most despicable situations that people have to live in and heartbreaking things like children dying of malnutrition and women being trafficked for sexual needs and um, have just gotten very angry at God and saying to him, you know, where are you in this? Why is this happening this way? And how do you expect me to trust you when I'm seeing these things happening? So I have definitely had those things where um, it's come between me and God, but what I've learned through that has been very important. And that's that, what I like to call kind of those, um, those silent times where we don't understand what God is doing, that he's big enough to, to handle our anger. 
and he's big enough to handle our questions and he's still waiting there wanting to love us through it. And when our heart breaks, of course, his does. And he still wants to show us, like you said, his goodness. But we get to where we can't see it anymore because we're so hurt or so heartbroken. And so that's a very, very real situation. And what I have began to learn through a lot of those times in my life is that even through those times, God was teaching me something or preparing me for something else. When one thing didn't go the way I thought it should, that doesn't mean that God can't take that and turn it and use it for something else. That is exactly what he wanted that will be better for me than I ever imagined to begin with. And that is so hard to see when your heart is broken and when you're just hurting. But this life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So all those little times that don't always go, and sometimes they're big and they hurt a lot, but they, they are not the sum of our life. Our, our life is a big, long adventure of learning and growing closer to God and stepping away at times just because we're broken and we need to cry and then realizing that he's right there with his arms still open out to us to welcome us back. So I just encourage everyone through those difficult times that you may be facing right now, when you're ready to look back toward God, his eyes will be focused on you and he is going to wrap his arms around you and love you through that situation and then walk you into something that he has specifically and purposefully designed that is perfect for you. And I don't know if it will be tomorrow or if it will be in 10 years, but I know that God's word is true and I can count on that. Well, that's so good. I feel like um, I know I have felt this way over the past year. And I think many women can relate to this feeling of weariness and mm -hmm. feeling like disappointment and doubt and hard things. We've, we've been walking through these hard things and um, I love what you shared about being really honest with God. And I think that is the place where sometimes we, we experience loss or pain or things not working out the way we want. And we kind of still try to muscle through mm -hmm. and we'll just be like, you know what? He's, he's still good. We're, we're good. We're going to keep going. And then sometimes you just end up hitting this wall where you go, actually, I'm not okay. Like I'm, I'm yeah. really in a hard place. And so, um, I've had that. I've had those really honest moments with God where I'm like, I'm angry. I'm disappointed. I'm, and really letting it out. And what I have found is in those moments, even if I feel like, God, I, I feel distant from you, or I, I don't know if I can hear you or, or feel you right now. As I pour out my heart and I am honest with him, that's all often the place where he's right there and he meets me and, and, you know, he's not, he's not asking anything of me. I think the world asks so much of us and that's part of our exhaustion. He just comes and he, he's able to speak those words of life and truth. And it doesn't mean that he, he comes with the, the bow he's going to try tie around something and say, um, you right. know, he, here's the reason, but, um, but he comforts us in that moment. And, um, I think really it is, it's his presence there. And so, um, uh, my encouragement for anyone listening, who's just feeling like you're in that place of deep disappointment or weariness too, is just that, um, like Ginger said, the, having that honest conversation with him really, you know, we can still, we can still try to put on a brave face, um, for God, the same way we do with friends. We don't know as well when they're like, how are you doing? You're like, I'm great. And like <laughs> on the inside, you're like, I'm dying. Yeah. Um, we don't have to do that with him. We can go to him and be honest and that he's going to meet us in that place. Um, I, I've definitely found that as I have pursued, um, chasing wonder in my own life, um, sometimes it feels like, you know, we can see on Instagram or, um, other people's lives. It feels like they're able to chase wonder and they don't have any tricky things happening in their life. Like it's almost like that imagining somebody who's writing a book is like, I just went to a quiet space and was <laughs> in a cabin. You're like, no, actually I did it as the dog was barking and as the mailman came, you know, all of these things. Right. And I think we can get stuck in that place of logistics. So I'd love to hear from you even a little bit of 
you know, going back a few years when, you know, your kids were younger and you are going on some of these adventures and doing things, but you're still having to juggle all of those things. Um, what does that look like when your life is still busy and full? Like we, we can feel like I'll chase wonder when I'm retired and when life is easy and there's no yeah. more. Um, so what does that look like? Yeah, I don't even have to go back years to uh, think about how to chuckle everything, definitely. Yeah. Because you're right, there there are those years that um, I remember so strongly when, when my children were little and I was trying to keep everything in the air and not let any of the balls fall and get everybody where they needed to be and keep everyone happy and fed and healthy and all those things. And there is so much that we're trying to do. And oftentimes we think, when I get to this point, I'll do it differently. Um, or when my kids are a little bit older, I'll have time for this. Or when I get the job that I really want, then I'll be able to have this. Or even when people recognize how hard I'm working, um, then things will change for me. And our life is always a series of different seasons and things continually change, but there will always be a lot of things that we can put our focus on that are really, really good things and important things. And I'll tell you, I have so many things going on sometimes that um, I love them all. They're great things. And I love staying busy and deadlines. And that's kind of the creative nature in me too. I just love new opportunities and seeing what else can happen. And so we do have to, no matter what season we are in our life, to begin looking at what can I filter out in order to see what God wants to show me right now. I remember when my kids were so little and thinking, I'm missing stuff. I, I don't want to miss my time with God. There's nothing more important. I don't want to miss the wonder in raising these kids by, you know, just trying to make it through today. I don't want to miss the opportunities of relationships with people that really matter and serving others. And, but to be honest, we feel like we can't possibly do all that stuff. So we do have to ask God. And I remember doing this uh, very strongly when, when my children were smaller. And then later when I had so much on my plate as a leader that I thought, how am I supposed to lead this team well when I am overwhelmed? And then later when, you know, I'm writing this book and I've got family things that are going on and we're having a lot of heartache and it was a really difficult time in my life. And I wanted to spend more time with my kids and their kids and they live out of state and there is just so much. So asking God, Lord, Help me to know what to say no to. We say yes to so many things. Even if it's a good thing and I'm not meant to do it, I need to say no to it. What can I enjoy in a different way while I continue to do it? You know, we we have this life with our children that that is happening so quickly. Can we run out in the rain and just have a few moments together of wonder so that I'm teaching my children wonder? Can we get messy sometimes? And not have the house be perfect so that I'm not spending all my time on the wrong things. And how can I find this time with God that I so desperately need? How can I look up and, and see the beauty in the sunset tonight when everything is so busy? So I know that's a long answer to your questions, but I really do believe that whatever season we are in, we just have to cry out to God and tell him, I need help with this. Show me what to say no to, show me what to do differently and show me what to do, period. Oh, that's so good. And that is speaking right where I'm at. Um, <laughs> show me what to do, show me what to say no to and what I can do differently. Um, I think part of, um, part of Chasing Wonder really is um, having the space, creating the space. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to do that when we are, in a season of go, go, go. And I know for myself, it was about three and a half years ago, I had a pretty um, dramatic God moment that I talk about um, in episode 69, where I share my story. And God was pretty clear to me and what he was inviting me into. And at that point, my youngest daughter was probably, had just turned one. And I remember him saying like, I, 
I'm a god of logistics. Like I can take care of um, these things because in my mind, I was like, I can't, I can't do much of anything having three little kids. And I have seen him over and over again. Um, right after that season, there were some girls who walked by um, that I had taught in my uh, home ec class. I'm a high school teacher. And I was like, hey, do you girls um, babysit? And they were like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we babysit. We also do teach Sunday school at this local church. And I was like, okay, well, that's an incredible fit. And it's been such, uh, really such a blessing for me to have um, all of these really incredible women uh, yeah. watch my kids as I've gone to do various things. Um, but I think part of it too is, is really pausing and being able to say, okay, God, you, you're going to help figure out all these details, but I'm also responsible for paying attention to what you're asking me to say no to. Mm-hmm. And that I think is really challenging. It's really challenging because we, we have that thing inside of us that it says, I do long for adventure and I want to say yes. Uh, but we also live in these very human bodies that are only capable of so much. And um, I think that's an invitation as well to be able to sometimes slow down, yeah. pay attention. What are the things that you're inviting me to even in this season? And it might be, you know, fully embracing motherhood in mm-hmm. with with kids and embracing, you know, in this past season as we've gotten to know various neighbors having been home so much more. I have often felt like actually it's the things that I'm doing that no one knows about. The I that I'm not posting about that the conversations I'm having with people in my neighborhood I'm like those feel like these big invitations from God, you know, to really engage in other people's lives and I don't want to miss that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And there are those, um, I guess, temptations to look at everyone else's life, like you said, on social media and only see what they want us to see. You know, no one's posting their terrible days. They're posting their good stuff. And so we do tend to think I'm not accomplishing what she is. I'm not doing what they are. Um, I'm failing in this area. And that's, that's another way that we really lose our time that God wants to have with us. Because if instead we're not comparing ourselves to those other people and we are asking God what he sees in us, what he wants to pull out of us, how we can connect to a neighbor who has a need, how we can serve in some way. Um, I love what you're saying with the babysitting story. How can we find people who need us as much as we need them? That's how relationships work. And that brings so much joy and wonder to our life. And a lot of what I'm talking about with Chasing Wonder, it really is chasing after all that God has for us and stirring up the joy in our life that he so desperately wants us to have. Joy is one of the fruit of the spirit, but it gets so shoved down and fruit has to be tended to. It has to be cultivated. And so having the opportunity in our life to say, God, help me make some margin in what I'm doing now so that I can cultivate this fruit of joy and have enough so that I can share it with the other people around me. It's not just for me. It's for my kids. This is what's best for your family. It's for those people around you who need you so desperately. So it really is not a selfish thing at all, especially as moms. We don't want to be selfish. We think, oh, you know, I don't have the time to devote anything to myself. And yet we have to have that very careful balance where we're loving our children and our family the very best that we can. We're loving God with all of our heart, but he's also asking us to develop those things in ourselves that our family needs so desperately. Well, I love what you just said there about cultivating joy and even the guilt thing. I think that is, you've just hit the nail on the head there that I think for so many women, we we know to choose the selfless route. We know to serve our families. We know that like, these are good things. Sometimes when it comes to choosing something that might spark some joy, we, it feels a bit foreign. Mm -hmm. And we're like, I I don't even know. Can I do this? Can I, like, we wouldn't think nothing of spending oodles of money on our kids, you know, soccer team and all those things. But 
go spend some time, some money on yourself with some girlfriends or whatever. It feels like, ah, that's so decadent. Can I do that? And I think that that sometimes is even the invitation as well as what does it look like as I pursue things that God is inviting me into that mm-hmm. actually bring me joy that pours out onto my family. And I've noticed that. Um, and that's a message I've tried to share with women as well. Again, it's not swinging the pendulum so far that I've become so selfish and <laughs> pushing my kids to the side. But um, for some women, I think it starts with, I often talk to women who say, I actually have no idea what sparks joy. I'm I'm so disconnected from doing anything um, for myself. I don't remember. I'm I'm also not the same person I was 20 years ago. So I don't know like you almost sometimes have to go hunting for it. Like what is the thing that I really enjoy that is, that is sparking joy in my life and then trying new things. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about that um, in your book as well, looking uh, at what things kind of figuring out that spark. Some of it is what is your passion making time for creativity. I love that. And, and often we get in that place of, I, I don't know how to do this. So whether it's painting or taking a dance class, we've never done it before. Mm-hmm. I might fail. Um, and sometimes along the way we try those things. We go, oh, I didn't actually like that as much as I thought. Or, <laughs> uh, But other times we'll say, oh, this, this is so fun. This is breathing life into me. Mm-hmm. And that breathes life into all the people around us. Um, so I love that you talk about that. Have you had anything in the last few years that you have discovered is kind of a new passion or a new source of joy that you're surprised by? So this is a, I wouldn't call it extreme, but (laughs) we've always been hikers. We, my husband and I love to um, hike and we, we've recently, like maybe in the past, I don't know, five years or so discovered um, the national parks and I have just adored our time together. It's good for our relationship. It's, um, good for my soul. We see so many beautiful things, but in all that, I've also started stretching it just a little bit. So recently as, as a grandma, right. For the first time I went paragliding, which, um, was astounding. It was amazing. Just strapping on with someone who knows how to do this because I don't with a big sail over our heads and running off a cliff. And then the wind all of a sudden just swoops you up and you're over the ocean and the cliffs below. And it's so beautiful. And then another one that was my husband and I went repelling for the first time. And so we had the opportunity to, um, you know, strap on all that gear, learn how to do it and start heading backwards where you can't see over the edge of a drop-off. And so the reason that I share those things is because they are not for everything. They're not for everyone. But for me, it was a time in my life where I could have easily said, you know, it's too late for me. I don't need to do that stuff. Um, I, I'm going to stay where my bones are a little bit safer and (laughs) I'm going to stay with my feet firmly on the ground. And I've, stepped out in these areas and just just loved it. And then if you want to go to the other extreme, the other thing that I have really learned and am really enjoying right now is some of the peace and quiet of just sitting and watching our nine-month-old grandson or our two-year-old granddaughter as they laugh and play and giggle and just sprout so much love and joy into the room. So they're, they're kind of opposites, but I'll tell you, God knows exactly what it is that I needed. And he gave me that adventure and he gave me that connection and the, the joy of being with my grandchildren and So whatever it is that you need, you know, if it is a little bit of organization in your world, he might spark some wonderful things through that. Um, He might bring you a connection with someone that you just had no idea was out there and would be such a good friend and a good motivator for you. So I don't know what it may be, but that's why I like to bring up kind of the opposite ends of the spectrum. There is something out there that God has in mind for everyone. And this is why. God is the most creative force on the planet, right? He is so creative. He never runs out of ideas. 
He has put so much in you and he knows exactly what that is and your every need. So when we turn to him, we're always amazed. Oh, I love that. I love that you shared the two um, extremes of the spectrum, but I love that you shared the kind of risky adventure. And as you're sharing those things, I was like, yeah, nope, that is definitely not for me. Um, (laughs) But I, uh, for a number of years, helped organize a women's retreat at a local camp. And there's a few things at this camp. There's a large zip line and a ropes course and other things. And I'm always amazed the first night of camp. We'll get there and there'll be maybe like 200 women, um, some of whom their big risk was actually just showing up uh, yeah. because it's it can feel scary to be with a group of women. You don't you don't know them. Everyone feels, you know, a little bit insecure. You're maybe staying in a cabin. What am I doing? Where am I going? And so that feels like the risk. But then the next day, as I I'm pretty convincing getting women onto this zip line and other things, <laughs> because what I have seen uh, and the zip line is the easiest because it requires no um, skill. Like the ropes course, you kind of have to do a few things, but zip line, you just get strapped in. And on the other side of that, I see women who have been struggling in one area. They've been wrestling with fear. They've been shy. They've been feeling like they need to take a step in a job or something. They get off that zip line and they go, I can do anything now. Uh-huh. Like they have such a sense of um, empowerment and feeling like there's this spark that has come alive in them. And by the last night of camp, I'll look around the room and I'll see the same 200 women who have basically like metaphorically taken their hair down and they are relaxed and they are feeling feeling that joy. And so I think actually sometimes it does help to do something physically to help kind of unlock us um, spiritually, right? Like we can kind of get stuck in those places. So for me, it's often wakeboarding. If I get an opportunity to wakeboard, um, I will do that. But in the last few years, I've seen a few women who have been on the water and they've hurt themselves quite badly. Mm. And so for me, the risk feels close at hand. Like I, the last few times I've gone, my heart has been pounding and I've thought, you know, I don't want to hurt myself. And and maybe sure. is it time for me to say, I got, I have to give this up. I shouldn't do this anymore, whatever it might be. Um, but I also know kind of like you said earlier on, I'm going to regret it if I don't choose this adventure, if I don't risk. And as I'm out on the water and the wind is like flying through my hair, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a mom. I'm not a high school teacher. I'm not a podcaster. I'm just living this moment of adventure and when I eventually get tossed in the water and I come up and I'm like I'm okay I feel like something has come alive in me again yeah that's beautiful I love that you know there's also something that is really important in realizing that like you said that you did it that you faced your fear you did it afraid and you do feel this sense of euphoria that um, I made it through this. Now what else I can do at the same time? I think this is really important. God expects us to use wisdom. He doesn't want us to be crazy, you know? So I'm never wanting people to do something that is wrong for you. And I think that's so important. Um, My husband and I are skiers if you can use that word really, really loosely. So (laughs) I am not a good skier and he is a terrible skier, but we enjoy doing it. But we finally got to the point where we're, we're at the age that we had to ask, is this the right thing for us to do? You know, we we don't go often enough to stay good at it. Um, Every time we start to get a little bit more comfortable, then it's another year before we go back. So God asks us to use wisdom. Maybe for us, it's something else. Maybe we're beyond our season of skiing badly. When you're seeing little kids zoom around you and you you just want to shove them to the ground. (laughs) Don't hit me. (laughs) But there are times that God asks us just to use wisdom in our life. 
but he will also push us. He doesn't like to let us stay in that comfort zone and just hang out and um, stay in one place. God is always wanting us to move forward. So if there's one thing that you have to let go of, there's probably something new that God will ask you to reach out and grab. Well, that's so good. And I think we can see that in our lives in different areas where really there are seasons that we have walked through that felt like a big adventure and and we kind of close the door on those seasons and then there are other things he's inviting us into and so i think um as you said before really just having the eyes to see okay god the thing that you are inviting me into i i wouldn't necessarily have chosen this i wouldn't necessarily have written this story but i'm here to find out what what do you have for me in this season what does this look like um, if I partner with you. And I think so often that is the place where we're, we're going to see wonder. We're going to hold his hand and we're going to say, okay, what's the beauty in this season? And I know you've written about this so beautifully as you've talked about being in really hard places in the world and having those hard conversations with God, yet him saying, there's beauty here. I am here and I want to help you kind of open your eyes to see what is all around you? Mm-hmm. Asking that question all over the world as, as um, I've shared that I've done has been so important to open my heart in those times of heartache and, and sadness and anger at God. And also, I think for all of us in our daily lives where we're just overwhelmed with laundry, you know, where we're overwhelmed with our to-do list is just say, God, show me something beautiful. Show me something of you today in the midst of where I am. And he will do it in our everyday lives. And he will do it in those really hard, difficult places. And I've, I've always been amazed by it. And he longs to show us how much he loves us and the beauty that he puts in our lives. Oh, that is so good. Well, Ginger, I have loved getting to know you and one day, I hope we can sit down and have a hot chocolate and a coffee together. <laughs> I'll buy. <laughs> okay. Uh, where can people find out more about you and connect with you? And where can they get your book? Yeah. So you don't want to go to those red mustache sites okay. necessarily. Yeah. So <laughs> go to at Ginger L. Stocky. Um, the letter L S T A C H E on Instagram or Facebook uh, for social media, or my website is gingerlstocky.com. You can get the book there. Um, the book Chasing Wonder is also available wherever books are sold. So you can find it online. You can find it at Barnes and Noble, hopefully. Um, I love connecting with people. I love helping to kind of dig out the gold that's in all of us and all of those things that I know that God has put in people that sometimes Sometimes we can't see in ourselves. And so I think we all need that encouragement and that inspiration. So I hope to hear from a lot of our friends who've been listening. Well, that's so good. Ginger, your joy is contagious. And I know this episode has helped women move one step closer to thriving. Can I just say thank you for listening? This space has been incredibly encouraging for me this past year. And as I am being deeply encouraged by these conversations, I trust you are as well. And I'm not going to ask you to rate the show or subscribe, but I am going to ask if while you were listening today, a friend popped into your mind and you thought, hmm, I think they could use this encouragement. Can I ask you to share this episode with them, with one person? When I listen to podcasts on my phone, there are three little dots at the bottom right, and I click there to share. Also, can I say sometimes I don't share with others as I'm worried about what they'll think of me if they think I'm bugging them by sharing something, but... When someone shares something with me, I am never bothered. Often it is the exact thing I needed to hear. So if someone popped into your mind, click those three little dots and share this encouraging conversation with them. And thank you for listening to Ready to Thrive.